Seneca Stadium, the site of the big game tomorrow between number three Clemson and number five Georgia. They're putting all of the fixings on the field, getting the end zones ready for the big matchup here in Charlotte. We cannot wait as college football is officially back. Hey, there might even yes. be some racing. You never know. College Football Live starts right now. Welcome to College Football Live, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. It is a gorgeous day here in Charlotte. Everybody getting in on the action. Check it out. Fido showing off the skills. Good job, Fido. We're Bring it back. See. Bring it back, boy. We're okay. going to see all of the <laughs> skills this weekend as so many teams are getting their seasons kicked off. Welcome into College Football Live. I'm here with some dogs. Was that Super the Georgia dogs. mascot? I don't. Was that no, underdogs? A, not a bulldog. No, what type of dog now, was bro. that? Do you know what type of dog? It was wasn't. It dog. wasn't a bulldog. <laughs> I know that. Hey, bulldogs ain't running that far. <laughs> they gonna sit on their ice in their little ice house. They don't play them games. No. <laughs> it is great to be back here on College Football Live for Desmond Howard and David Pollock. I'm Jen Latta. We are gonna break down that big matchup between Clemson and Georgia a little later in the show. But before we get to that, there was some action last night. Let's take a look. A second half comeback for Ohio State beating Minnesota in his first career start. That guy, well, not that guy, but quarterback C.J. Stroud threw for 58 yards with a pick in the first half. But he sort of settled in as the second half got underway. Four touchdown passes in the second half, all of them over 35 yards as number four Ohio State beats Minnesota 45 to 31. So, David, I'm going to start with you. What stood out from that game last night for Ohio State? Uh, weapons. Ohio State has a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the football. I mean, just speed. And whether it's Wilson, Alave, it's freshmen that are coming off the bus that you're like, man, <laughs> that boy fast too. So, I think if you're looking at this team, I just think the explosiveness, four touchdowns over 50 yards for these guys. So, Des, they can score yeah. in a hurry. Yeah, they really can. And uh, CJ struggled early, um, really missed some open throws, easy throws. But I think that Ryan Day did a tremendous job in the second half, which to me is what he's known to do, make second half adjustments, get the ball to the hands of the playmakers fast, and then let them do the work. And then, obviously, Ohio State was able to prevail. So Ryan Day, another brilliant job of coaching, especially in the second half. Yep. Mo Ibrahim was great for Minnesota as yeah, well. He, he looks like he's going to be a okay. No update on his injury just yet, but Minnesota surprising a lot of people. If you haven't been paying attention to this squad, they are coming on as well, and they could make some noise in the Big Ten. Let's get to the other game last night, and speaking of comebacks, in his coaching debut for UCF, it was Gus Malzahn's squad coming back from a 21-point deficit to beat Boise State. That was a late one. It got delayed a little bit. It's some weather issues. Dylan Gabriel threw for 318 yards and four TDs in the win. Apparently, oh. Melzahn pumped up his squad with a rousing halftime speech. Sometimes you wonder if there's any impact that the coaches have when they chat with the guys at halftime, but apparently it really works. So, Des, I'll start with you on this one. How would you assess Gus Malzahn's offense in his debut coaching UCF? Well, we know that when you install a new offense, there are going to be some bumps. There are going to be some, some learning uh, curves that's going to be there, and I think that's what we saw initially from UCF. Second half, they played much better. You know, they got to get used to the terminology, the speed of the game, and the thing, the expectations from an offensive standpoint. So I thought that the second half, they really came back out, 
played well, and uh, I, I wish I could get a copy of that halftime speech, David. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> I mean, we've known Gus for a while. I, I can't imagine it was too colorful, it was too, <laughs> too off the chain. But listen, I, Dylan Gabriel's a stud. We, yeah. We've known that, and he kind of looked out of sorts, especially the, the interception in the end zone that went back for over 100 yards. But um, just new, he's the guy who has to adjust the most. A new system, new terminology. Um, but you see the weapons and the explosiveness. And I, I think you'll see plenty of points from UCF throughout the season and plenty of speed and plenty of playmaking by that guy, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, we have already been spoiled with some great matchups early on this college football season. And really, this is a week one, guys, that we've never seen before as so far as sick. the matchups that we have. So let's take a look at what we're dealing with this weekend for those of you who are just joining us here on College Football Live. Five AP-ranked matchups on Saturday, the most in a week one since the preseason poll back in 1950. And new starting quarterback DJ Uwe Ungalale and the Tigers will be out to, to the test right away. They're playing their first top five matchup of the year that of course against Georgia right here in Charlotte I got a chance to chat with the quarterback of Clemson he seems like a good guy and Dabo has nothing but good things to say about him DJ to the end zone touchdown Clemson he's got attributes of all the great ones that I've been around love of the game love of preparation football IQ character and leadership but I've never had one 6'5 250 Louis Agalale prides himself on being unpredictable. The California native surprised many when he picked a program on the opposite side of the country. I like to be different. I like to be unique. I don't want to go. Everyone's going right. I'd rather go left. He could have probably gone to 126 different schools and started last year as a freshman. But he really wanted to work with Trevor for a year. And that just shows you how he's wired and how he thinks. Look, we spend an awful lot of time talking about the quarterbacks here on College Football Live and all of our college football programs. But in this case, it will be a matchup between a couple of really good guys in DJ Uwe Ungalale and JT Daniels. David, I'll start with you. Who do you expect to have a bigger impact in tomorrow night's game? I think uh, DJ has to have more of an impact. When I say that, I think they'll depend on him for running the football, too. I mean, he's a – by the way, yeah. he's a big sucker. Like, yes. he's, he's, he's legit. <laughs> he is six a five. His nickname's Big Cinco, yeah. and he's every bit of 250, okay? Yeah. He's a big dude. But if you've watched Clemson's offense, you know, Travis Etienne is gone. They run the quarterback. They're going to do that consistently. So he's going to have to do it with his feet, with his arms. So the quarterback for Clemson's are always, Clemson is always asked to do a lot. And by the way, let's just revisit real quick. No way you replace Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. No way you replace Trevor Lawrence. Next up, DJ Uyunglele. So, I mean, they've done a good job. It's Clemson's done a better job than most at the quarterback spot in the country. I agree with you, and I think I will take a minute now for people to understand how you pronounce this young man's name. Okay. Because it's six syllables. So it was. I didn't even know that. Yeah, six <laughs> syllables. First two, Uwe. Yep. Second two, Unga. Third two, Lale. That was so good, Dez. Unga, Lale. DJ, Uwe. Unga Lale. See, I just taught America how to say that quarterback's name, baby. I'm good. <laughs> you got it. I, I agree with David. I think it's going to be. But more importantly, you know how to say his name. Unga Lale. <laughs> because go. they're going to rely on him to run the ball too. 
JT Daniels is not a running quarterback. No. Well, it's great. Yeah. I know you were standing in front of the mirror practicing that so you could make sure that you could inform everybody. I still hear people mess up Tua Tungavailoa's name. Yeah. He's in the league now <laughs> playing know, on Sunday. Now you got Talia <laughs> playing in Maryland, it's so you'll mess that up. You got to get that yeah, figured yeah. out. You know, those two guys played against each other in high school. Yep. Talk to DJ about that, him and JT Daniels. You know who got the best of those matchups when they faced each I'm other I'm going with uh, JT. JT. JT Daniels up on JT Daniels. JT Daniels was also squatted up. He yes. had a squad. He oh, had, okay. oh, yeah, he played. <laughs> I like squatted up. Wait, what was he putting on the show? No. He had right. dudes all over the place gotcha. that were still playing. All right. Oh, gosh. Well, we do have a lot more coming up for you here on College Football Live. Three. Still to Unga. come. La -la -la. Okay, Six <laughs> syllables, everybody. Six still to come. syllables. There you go. Alabama has to replace a slew of stars from last year's championship squad. Will the tide keep rolling? I'm going to guess yes, but we will debate that right after this. Plus, we break down a pair of ranked matchups in the Big Ten. Badgers, Nittany Lions, Hoosiers, and Hawkeyes all in action tomorrow. Stick around. College Football Live rolls on. College Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. College Football Live, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. You've got Jen, you've got Desmond, and you've got David sitting here on College Football Live. You know, Alabama has a lot of star, star, star power, excuse me, that they have to replace this season. They're going to replace me. So you were, you were replacing, you were saying we're star power and their star power. Is that what you were doing? I'm there? saying that if I keep flubbing up the lines, they're going to replace me real quick. That includes Mac Jones, of course, and Najee Harris and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. Look at all of that production, guys, that Alabama has to somehow replace. And guess what? You know, odds are. They're going to figure out a way to do it. Alabama taking on Miami in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Alabama a big favorite in that one. Okay, so if you're looking at all of these offensive players that they have to replace, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got yeah, to figure sick. out where it's they're sweet. moving. Let's, let's hear from these teams that are playing this weekend. Being comfortable in the chaos? What if you had a bunch of guys that didn't care about chaos, that just loved it? That's who we want to be. Today we get to play football. When you run out of tunnel and see a full stadium, there's going to be a lot of emotion. Fans are going crazy. That's what makes college football college football. Going a year without it just make you appreciate it so much more. Let's get it. It's a great measuring stick to see where we stand. It's the first chapter of, of this 2021 Miami Hurricane team. Test what we got week one. You know, we're playing the best team. defending national champions from last year. Uh, one of the best head coaches of all time. They play fast on offense. He does a great job of executing their offense. What's Garrett King do well? Um, everything. Pierre King dashes into the end zone. Bryce is a leader. Wakes up every day and he works to be the best. I'm just ready to go out there and see him do it. Time to go to work. Field general. I feel like there's nothing he can't do. We got that target on our back, and every game we go out there, everybody's gonna give us their best shots. It's literally us versus the world. Nobody thinks we can do it. Besides the people in this building. 
Being an underdog is always a good thing. The underdog is gonna come out on top. Well, I mentioned Alabama, the big favorite in that game, but like we said, they have to replace an awful lot of guys. And we use the word conveyor belt so often to talk about Alabama, just somebody else rolling yeah. through the conveyor belt. Des, where is this Alabama team most vulnerable this season? I tell you what, you know, people say conveyor belt, but listen, guys like Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, they don't grow those guys on trees. You know what I'm saying? You don't replace that type of production. So I think it's hard when you're looking at the receivers and the guys who they're bringing in behind them. But I really do think, David, that you got to start with the play calling. People forget that Steve Sarkeesian was a brilliant play caller. He's down in Austin right now. So if they're going to be vulnerable, I think that's where you start. The offensive coordinator, who's calling the plays, what type of rhythm are they going to get in, especially going against this Miami team that's really, really excited to show you that now under Manny Diaz as the new defensive coordinator, they're going to have a new attitude. We have come to expect it out of Alabama, and we cut, we see the recruiting classes every year, and you yeah. kind of say the next guy is just going to be up, and they've proven that to us, and they got the greatest coach of all time. Nick's, I think Nick's still there, right? Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I don't know who half these guys are, but I know Nick's there, right? Nick's right, just right. show me Nick Saban. So we do expect them to be, to be great. I just – I think their offensive line, when I look at – you don't put up the offensive line. When I look at those guys up front losing a bunch of guys – Offensive line takes more time to kind of gel together, and um, but just it's I don't I don't have worries, I don't have concerns. It's, it might not be the it might not be a conveyor belt analogy, but I feel like they'll find exactly who they need and just plug them in and play and have a lot a lot of success. Alabama only returns three starters on offense. You mentioned the offensive coordinator, that of course Bill O'Brien in his first year, and Alabama still does have guys, the number one recruiting class. For this season, yeah. So expect them. Well, that's to be every able year, isn't it? I mean, that's just kind of. <laughs> yeah. Couple other guys Literally. working their way up there, but yes, Alabama always up there for sure in the top few. Um, all right, let's get to our Goodyear more driven player, and it is Wisconsin quarterback Graham Mertz. You guys remember last October? Oof. Big Ten started late. In Wisconsin Fuego, though. Taking on Illinois, and he started as you mentioned on fire. Look, we're teaching people Spanish here as well. Bro, he couldn't miss. Remember, he was, what, 23 of 24? 17 straight passes. I think he ended up being like 20 of 21 or something like that. It was unreal, which brings us to this stat, and maybe this is something that will never be broken, but the record for most consecutive completions in college football, well, that's held by Dominique Davis. ECU, they were in action last night right here in Charlotte. 36 consecutive passes. Broke the record held by some guy who's had a little bit of luck in the league. A little bit of, a little bit of success. A little bit of success. Aaron yeah, Rodgers, yeah. he's okay. He's all right with uh, 26 there. So, obviously, we're talking about Wisconsin taking on Penn State. Should be a big game tomorrow afternoon. Who are you more confident in in this game when you look at those two squads? Because both have a lot to prove. They really do. I, I like the Nittany Lions. The reason I like the Nittany Lions because I like their attitude coming to the 2021 season. Don't forget, they started the 2020 season 0-5. They could have folded their tent. We're dealing with a pandemic, COVID, and all this other stuff, but they kept fighting, won their last four games. And I saw these guys, some of the players at the Big Ten media days, and they were like, listen, we're out to show the college football world that we're much better than what we did a year ago. Jahan Dodson, Sean Clifford, they said they're hungry for the 2021 season. So I just like the attitude of nothing else that they come into the 2021 season with. Yeah, and you talk about, you know, their attitude and having a bounce back. Here's what I know. I know what Wisconsin's attitude is. It's the same every year. They're yeah. going to hit you right in the face. There you go. Yeah, and they're going to keep coming and keep coming. They recruit. The I think they do a really good job of recruiting to who they are. Yeah. Um, Graham Mertz is the key. If this guy's 
close to what he was, what you outlined, outlined, Jen, in the start of last season. If he can be that guy, man, this team could be great and could challenge Ohio State uh, in the Big Ten. But it's going to it's going to ride on him. But I, I definitely I think Wisconsin's going to have a big bounce back from a year ago. Wisconsin, obviously a team that always relies heavily on its running backs as well. Mertz did have COVID last year, so he started out really strong, Missed. got COVID right away, then was dealing with that the rest of the year, kind of trying to work his way back into that. Uh, Penn State making its first road trip to Wisconsin since 2013. And guys, they're starting like a stretch of nine years where they start the Big Ten schedule every year yeah. on the road. So, all right, I mean, listen, you want that, that home happens. field advantage, but they've yeah. got a nice little run here where they're going to be starting on the road every single year. All right, up next on College Football Live, plenty more to get to. Let's rip through some games, actually. Week one, David, we're going to start with you. We're going to go Indiana and Iowa. Your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, I tell you what, Michael Penix Jr., you saw him a year ago, got injured. Indiana wasn't the same team after that. So he had an ACL. He's a dual-threat quarterback, but he can spin it all over the yard. Indiana's going to need him to be healthy and be able to make plays like this outside the pocket. Go win the game. Was he down? He was down. Maybe not. I don't know. They said he hit the, he hit the pylon, man. <laughs> he did. After, and that propelled the them quite a season last it year. It really did. I tell you what, Louisiana against Texas, man, that the Longhorns. I was really surprised. I don't know about you, David, but I was surprised that uh, Shark says he's going to go with Hudson Card as opposed to Casey Thompson. But as long as they have... B. John Robinson at the running back position, guy who's uh, you know, he can catch catch passes out the backfield. He can go the distance at any minute. I like Texas in this game, but don't let what happened to you what happened to Iowa State a year ago, brother. Right out the gate, lost yes, sir. Iowa State lost to him. But LSU, listen, Kirk's already been. Just get out in front of the Bruins. Just get out in front of the Bruins. Dorian Thompson Robinson, it's it's his throwing. Can he throw the football effectively down the field? Um, keep guys out of the box. We know they got a ton of playmakers. We saw Charbonnet a week ago. I mean, he was toting rock. Um, I, I think this team could be great, and it all depends on if he can spin the ball and be that quarterback that can make plays down the field. Yeah, I tell you what, when he's healthy, he's one of the best in the conference. How about um, Notre Dame and FSU? This is a Sunday night matchup. Ooh. I love this kid for, F F for Notre Dame named Kyron Williams, man. Had over a over 1,100 oh. yards rushing a year ago. Averaged 5.3 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns on the on the ground. Don't forget, they get grad transfer Jack Cohn over now from Wisconsin, so he brings experience. This is going to be a really, really good game, too, Sunday night. I can't wait to watch the Notre Dame versus Florida State. Notre Dame obviously trying to match the success and maybe even exceeded a little bit that they had last season. Yeah. Let's talk about the ACC for just a second, because up next on College Football Live, Sam Howell leads the heels into Blacksburg tonight. What will it take for the Hokies to pull off the upset? We'll discuss that when College Football Live rolls on. What you know about rolling down in the deep When your brain goes numb You can call that mental freeze When these people talk too much Put that in slow motion Yeah, I feel like an astronaut in the ocean Ay, What you know about rolling down in the deep College Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Thousands affected by Hurricane Ida urgently need your support. Donate at redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond to and help people recover from this recent disaster. Who's excited about
college game day tomorrow right here. This is where you can join us tomorrow. We've got Kirby Smart. We've got Dabo Sweeney. They're going to join us live. Our buddy Gene Wojciechowski has a story on football legacy in Darius Stingley Jr.'s family. All that and more coming up at 9 Eastern on ESPN. College Football Live rolling on, Des, David, and Jen. And how about Sam Howell and the North Carolina Tar Heels? They're kicking off their 2021 campaign on the road against Vatek tonight. The Heels are ranked 10th in the AP poll. It's their highest preseason ranking since 1997 when they were ranked 7th. David, let's go to you. What are you looking forward to in this matchup tonight? I think it'll be fun to watch Sam Howell in this offense. Remember, he's got a lot of new targets to replace, and you saw the running backs and wide receivers all over the place a year ago. Well, you now you see him in the NFL. So how does he break in these new guys? He's got a lot of Baker Mayfield in him. I mean, he's got a lot of playmaking ability. He can throw the football down the field as well as anybody. Des, North Carolina's defense ain't been real good no, sir. at all the last couple years. So I'm interested to see if he can continue to just putting up video game numbers. Yeah, I'm with you, too, because he's a guy who had – he lost 75%. 75% of his yards from scrimmage. I'm not good at math. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like David said, those guys are in the NFL right now. Those guys made Sam Howell better. Now he's in the position that he's going to have to make everyone around him better. So let's see. I know he's a tremendous leader. He has great skills. But now tonight on the road in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech, let's see if he can make everyone around him better because that's the role he's going to have to play if they're going to contend with Clemson for an ACC championship. Do you think they can? Can they? Um, I really don't know because you lost so much on offense. I would say no right now, but that's why we play the game. We'll see tonight how, what they look like. I, I think their defense will be improved, and, yeah. I, and I say that, listen, it can't get much worse. Yeah, I mean, right. but, but you've seen the talent level that Mac Brown has been able to recruit. Yeah. I think it leads me to say yes, I, I think he can, and you'll find new guys throughout this, but you're right. You're not replacing just guys. You're replacing some some really good, really great players in North Carolina. Sam Howell looking to make history very early in tonight's game. He is just one touchdown pass away from setting the record for most touchdown passes in program history. So wow. no matter what happens this season, he has cemented himself in the North Carolina program. Yep. Mac Brown, obviously glad to have him back. Year three for Sam Howell. Football for Dez and David, I'm Jen. Race. That's College Football Live. Join us tomorrow for College Game Day right here in Charlotte. Showing all three people here. Look at that. <laughs>